couldn't tell you where I got it from. Oh, so mellow. Hey, thoughts out loud. Back in the shed. Myself, Jordan Tubbs, my man Dustin Miller. Hello, hello. We're going to be going into, what is it, the top nine dirty secrets of the Catholic Church. Indeed. Hey. Yeah, I bet you it can get crazy, man. It does. I mean... We all know the basic dirty secrets, which are no longer secrets. I mean, shit that broke out with, uh, you know, pedophiles. Right, right, right. Catholic Church moving those people around instead of excommunicating them, right. stuff like that. But it gets a lot darker than that. So apologies to uh, Catholics. We're not shitting on your religion. We're just stating facts. True. Chiru, chiru. Um, so, yeah. Let's go. Let's go in, man. Go in, but not like a Catholic priest. <laughs> oh, burn city. Yeah, burning hell. I know. That's all right, though. Some cases have been proven, so it's okay <laughs> to say. <laughs> all right, what's number one? And now, mind you, is this also um, like worst case scenario? Um, is it, uh, wor- I'm sorry, uh, like nine is the worst or nine is the best, least worst to one? Or what's N- up? Not really ranked like that this is just nine secrets that kind of leaked out over time and i mean they're all bad in their own ways right rank them yourself okay i mean nine is not necessarily the worst neither is number one i mean it's kind of a judgment call and they're all pretty shitty so i think we all agree on that all right so number nine we'll start with this one they helped the nazis avoid uh prosecution after world war ii okay this being the Catholic Church as a whole. All right. Bring but it, it says it. Nazis and war criminals fled to South America after World War II, which, I mean, that's been known for a long time. Okay. Uh, from uh, rat mines, they called them organized by clergymen. Uh-huh. Uh, the example, and I'll butcher his name, Alois Hudal. Alois Hudal. I believe I actually nailed it. Okay. Uh, he was a Nazi sympathizer who used his uh, clerical position to visit Nazi POWs and, like, allied camps, Uh uh, presumably for religious purposes, like last rites, prayers, stuff like that. But he was actually offering them help from the Vatican State. Oh, snap. He uh, got them documents, passports. uh, He got them disguises, which I don't know what that entails, whether that be a change of clothes or, like, prosthetics on the face. I don't know how deep they went. Uh, uh, One of them... uh Paste on mustache type things, <laughs> right? But yeah, he got quite a few people out. He it never said he was arrested or prosecuted for his crimes, but it just lists him as like the key person that led the revolution to yeah free the Nazis for sure. Kind of odd. That's very odd, right? <clears throat> so when was the what was the time frame on that? Is directly after World War Two. Yeah, so you're talking mid forties. Probably okay. 44, 45. And this was like recently figured out or <clears throat> been known? I think it was released in like the past 30 years. Okay. So not that recent, but not 
known at the time of World War II, for sure. Interesting. Catholic priests. Now, that was just, well, that was the church as a whole, yeah? Right. This uh, this clergyman, he, he was the one that kind of led it, though, because he went into the POW camps and gave them information like, this is how it's going to happen. This is how we're getting you out. He forged passports, all their documents. Damn. So, according to South America, when they came over, they were legal immigrants. Interesting. So, there was no real red flags. I'll be damned. Okay. Well, I mean, but that's kind of a good thing. That's not a dirty little secret, is it? Kind of. Why would Nazis back murderous oh. people oh i no wait no the church was back in the nazis right oh uh, never mind i went them. to a nice place i thought i was like i no, thought they were they like were. oh let's help the people get out never mind that's the dirty secret of it right they were hooking them up in south america they lived like fucking kings after that for a long time there with a new name at that time it would be so hard to find somebody true especially in a different country that was legally immigrated yeah technically quick little name change good to go you don't have databases to throw the pictures through and um, facial recognitions, you know, not, none of that kind of stuff of today. So, interesting. Okay. Uh, what about numero eight? This one, they call it Hitler's Pope. It says Pope Pius Twelfth, who reigned from 1938 to 1958, is often painted as a saint by the Vatican, a fact that some argue couldn't be further from the truth. Throughout World War II, Pope Pius refused to speak out against the Holocaust and the ruthless brutality committed by the fascist Italy and Nazi Germany. He was seemingly content with the fascist rings around him, even accepting their visits to the Vatican, dubbing himself Hitler's Pope. What? Hitler's Pope. It says, under his leadership, however, the Catholic Church did take steps to save Jews from Nazi persecution. Many Jewish children were issued false baptism certificates. Okay. So people would take them in as Christians. Interesting. Right. Whoa. I'm getting my mind blown over here. <laughs> Wowzers. It said the, uh, the problem what happened afterwards in, holy crap, uh, 2006... A post-war instruction from Pope Pius was unearthed revealing that in 1946 he had ordered for the Jewish children to not be returned to their families so they would be raised Catholics. Wow. So he forged their baptism to save them, but he pretty much kidnapped them and forced them to be Catholics, and they were Jewish. Wow. So that could be a dirty little secret. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Like, period. Like, no, you're not allowed to pray that way anymore. Yeah, like, I don't care. I mean, and you were the church. I mean, like, see, the church, it gets interesting, man, because they can they can be evil when they want to be evil and disguise it as a good act. You know, we were just getting them to see the right way. Well, what was wrong with their way? Because they believed in their way. What if they wanted you to see their way? What if they thought your way was wrong? But they weren't forcing it. It's like religion. I guess church, not necessarily church. Religion, man. Religion is so sketch mode to me, man, because a lot of people have their own. And, and, I mean, look at the war, uh, the religious war of back in the Crusades. Um, Dude, so many people died because they believed a different religion. You, You died because of it. Not only did you die, you were killed because of it. Like, 
That's hor- That's horrible to me. Like, hasn't Israel been fighting for like a thousand years now with uh, uh, Pal- Palestine? It sounds sounds familiar and correct. I think so. It's like one of the longest holy wars in history, and wow. it's still technically going on today. I don't think it's night up and get your armor and swing your sword at <laughs> right. You know, someone from Jerusalem or sure. something, but it's. Uh, pretty clear they still don't like each other very much yeah. and that's all over religion yeah. and the holy land supposedly yeah and but i mean doesn't that just how do people of the most utmost religious belief how do you not see the error in in the situation like if you come across somebody who is a non-believer and you're trying to get them to see your side and they're trying to get you to see their side that's going to uh, a lot of the time, I don't want to say all the time, a lot of the time is going to end in confrontation where if, obviously you're not as good as me because you don't believe the way I believe. And that's felt that strong, that strongly on both parties. Right. That's it's like it's like it was created to keep an issue. It was like, in essence, or not in, I don't want to say that because I'm not sure. I'm just thoughts out loud. But it's like I feel like religion was kind of created to keep segregation, to keep a fight going, period, all the time. It's just it, either you, you're in it and you believe it full on or you don't. Because of all these things, man, I see of, of people taking advantage of the churches, um, these uh, uh, stories of uh, high ups in churches touching, um, be it little boys, little girls, whatever. All these kinds of things that are like, what, what? I thought you were supposed to be the closest thing to God, like, or one of, and yet you're able to pull off these kinds of acts, like, or, or killing their wife. There's been a lot of, uh, a lot of preachers who have killed their families. Like, what? How? How did that happen? If, if you're so, if everybody else, you're trying to get them to be like you. If I was a pastor, I want everybody around me to be like me. You know, think the way I think because that's the right way. You know, and you're coming to watch me and listen to me. You're trying to pick up in the ways of me and and how I believe life is righteous and correct. And then I turn around and kill my wife. Should everybody else at my place go around and kill their wives because that's what Jordan did? Like, he was our preacher, and you know, hey, ride or die. Like that's that's my religion. Like I, no, that it's so flawed to me. It just doesn't. I don't know. Like I'm a believer in something, right? Like something's out there. Something is smarter than all of us. Something created this. I believe in something. I just don't know what it is. If the skies were to part, and a straight massive lizard head said, Jordan. <laughs> I am your God. I would either think back on my day and wonder how much acid did I drop, and then if I was completely sober as a dober, guess what my new God is? It's a reptile, <laughs> and I'm gonna and I'd scream that to the high heavens. I would hold public town crier segments like, "Come on, man!" See, but you're going God with it, and just that in itself is just an, a higher power. Yes. That may not be your creator or your actual God. It's just a more powerful being than you are. Yeah. Something to follow. Something to aspire to be. Be it not a reptile, but to have my face that big in the clouds. You know, like to be able to part it and just be like, Sup? Hey, I created you. I feel like you saying that you need to convert to Scientology. Is that? I don't know. 
because I'm not a, I'm not a I'm not a religious religious guy. I don't I don't I've gone to church. I went to church many times, many 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 times as a child. Listened to it all, soaked it up. I was sponge stated at the time, right? Soaking it all up, man. But I just couldn't. I don't know. There was always quite more questions than there were an answer to. And then every time I found myself in the same corner of, well, you got to have faith. You just, you know, you just got to have faith. And I'm like, that's not an acceptable button. That's not on my controller. Right. Like I, it's not something I can do. It's not something that I can just flip on. Like you got to have faith. Like I'm no, I'm no limp biscuit. You know, I'm just, I'm just me. And I'm trying to get answers. Why is there not something yet where they can just like grab the side of my head and show me the way? You know what I mean? Why why can't you turn me on to something like that? But that's that's where we're going to be getting to with this virtual reality. I know I'm bouncing around a lot. But virtual reality, 5G, the connection of everything, 5G and beyond, 6G, 7G, 8G. Eventually, dude, you could be born in a headset and grow up in a headset. And you would never know. That life was different unless you touched and found your headset. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you would constantly think that this is just life. Over here is, is this. I walk around the corner. You can walk around on one of those fucking gyro pad things constantly in a headset. Truman's, Truman Show of 2020. You would literally just grow up and be recorded in your virtual world how are you doing things? Because you're not able to fuck things up. We could have people who are serial killers and figure it out before you're released into society. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that going Truman. You step out at 13 years old because you've gone through all the situations and now you've been accepted. It's kind of like Spartans of back in the day. Instead of just throwing you off at the cliff uh, at birth, we kind of see what you're doing, see what you're able to do. What are you capable of? What is your brain able to do? And we just give you your own simulation type thing where... You know, we critique it on a daily basis. We have programmers who are just critiquing your Dustin Miller's life. We change things up. We introduce a new female. We introduce a new. We introduce a new dude. We want to see if he's if he's uh, homosexual or not. We just you know we want we can measure these things. We can measure brainwaves off of this. So taking it back to religion, what would be your God at that point? If you are in that virtual world, is it your programmer, whoever's simulating your shit for you? I would think that as soon as you came out of your headset world, as soon as it was like, congratulations, you know, you would never know. You're born the whole time. You would never know that there's another world out there. Everybody else who's out in the world now knows it. They've they made it. But the other ones, if you didn't make it, you were discarded. I know that sounds fucked up, but it's like. You're not going to be able to fit in society. It's not going to work because you're going to be heinous. You're just going to be a little fucking shithead and disturb shit. So we're just going to get you out of here. And then it'd be a quick, easy kill them in their, in their simulation. Just you would think it's life. Is that, I mean, it, that's fucked up to think. But think of the, like the Matrix, how them dudes woke up. Everybody woke up in their own little pod thing. That dude was full blown grown. And so what's to stop it from just measuring your shit, just teaching you? Like everybody does, you know how we have school, you go to school, you learn the same relative curriculum as the, as the United States teaches. And so if you were just born into a headsetted world or virtual reality world, then you would never know no different until you stepped out. Now the God question. Yeah. Until you were able to, if, as soon as you, you know, you made it and, and your headset comes off and, and you're transported to the new world, you would think that whoever 
birthed me, whoever ran my program, that's my that's my God. That's my creator. Your God parent, holy fuck. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? Right. Like I've always thought about that. Like if you raised somebody up in a in a box, in their own box, never knowing anything else, television is only what you want them to see. Is that a bad life? Do they know it's a bad life? Would you even feel like it's a bad life? Would you feel have feelings of euphoria when your show came on that you really liked? Um, when that bar of food came through or, or tray of food that you really dug or you just like, oh, fuck, yes, and just carried on with life? Like, you just think life is this box? You know? I mean, while you're in it, you would have no idea, so you would not, not think either way. You're not going to have a bad out, feeling. You'd be like, what the fuck? I guess you could I be sitting in there thinking, life. like, is this, li- is this real? Like... I mean, is this how it's supposed to be? Like, questioning. Like, I'm staring at these walls all the time. Like, is this how it's... Like, I'm alive, man. I'm talking. I can see... This is really... I'm just stuck here the whole time. That's interesting. Hmm. It's like, if you were born that way, would you go crazy? As opposed to, like, if you threw me or you into a room like that and and we're, we're forced to live like that from our age right now. 30 years old roughly if you put us in a boxed room with just a television that played the same relative shit over and over and over would we would go crazy we yeah. would lose our shit because we've seen the world we know what life is like we know what you were missing but if you were just born into that would you know what you were missing would you have those feelings of man you're not jealous you don't know what anybody else has you might think that you're unique you don't even know there's other people you're watching you wonder if teletubbies are real because they're on the tv you know true it's an interesting thought process of virtual reality it's a fucked up way to live like and and they they would be able to do that kind of stuff simulate your upbringing and then when you become of age to become a productive member of society, if you make it through your growth phases, then you'll be introduced to society. But it's not like it wouldn't be like the island where it's like, you know, um, oh, so and so has won the lottery and is heading to the island. You know what I'm saying? You would just you would just think that this is life. You would see other people. You would interact with other AI probably, you know, and just interaction. And so when you step out in the real world. Everything looks like real. It's what I was seeing in my headset. I'm just, I, I'm happy I made it, man. Woo. Yeah, I suppose. Then you wonder what happened. What happened? Does everybody come out of here? Uh. Uh-uh. But then again, would you even know that? Damn it, man. Would you even know that nobody else could come out? Would that even be a question? Would you just think everybody comes out of here if you make if you make it through your growth simulator? You wouldn't yeah. even know that this other fifteen people existed. They could all be deleted, and you made it. Boop. Good you job. Get out and meet a friend. Hey, man, how long you been out? Yeah, literally. Oh, seven years now. Yeah, and it's like, cool, man. I can't, this is awesome. Everybody comes out of there. Like, this is great. But they just got rid of all the pieces of shits. And that's or the thing you would 90%. never meet them, so you would never know about exactly. Them. Not a clue. Every person you talk to obviously came out. Mm-hmm. Of virtual reality, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> of right, course, right, of right, course. Right, right, yes. right. But isn't that a fucked up way to think? I know we're talking about dirty secrets of 
church of uh, Catholic priests. Well, I mean, it does tie into religion because if they don't want to raise you that way, you're not going to have a knowledge of a higher power. Yeah, and if you were raised in the virtual reality world and, and religion is a thing, let's say it's still a thing that they're latching onto, that society is still cradling, then they would tell you who you're who your God is. Well, put it this More way, or like less. you said, as a kid, you were around the churches and uh-huh. stuff. You've been there. You kind of know how it works. Yeah. Me too. A couple different religions, going with other people and stuff. Sure. But you got to think, if you were born in the woods, raised by yourself, you had no concept of religion, no one took you to a church and explained what church is and who that person up there talking is and what it's about... You, you would have no concept of it, and you wouldn't care. You would have no higher power. You might be more spiritual with, like, say, nature if you're living off the land or something. Sure. But you're not going to have a god, yeah. like a singular, or you're not going to form a religion with multiple gods. Exactly. Huh. Same thing with virtual reality. They put you in that box. They put you in that headset. They don't have to say shit about anything. Nothing. They could just do the basics on how to pretty much feed and wipe your ass, yep. you know? Yeah. Uh, did you see that movie Ready Player One? Yes, I did. You remember when they would put people in jail, but jail was like virtual reality and you were building shit in the virtual world, but it was still like labor, like right, like real life labor. It was like your hands, where you had your your virtual reality set, like your headset, your gloves, but then you were like tethered. So like your gloves could only, you could only pull your hands so far. You couldn't reach up and fuck with your head. Or if you did, it like shocked you or something like that. But, but it was like you did all virtual world work. They were like building buildings in this virtual world. And that was labor. It was like labor camps, but that was prison. If you were put in prison, you worked and you just had this small ass little cell. Because as far as when you were in your virtual world, you could see everything. Like, all around you, it didn't look like you were in a little cell. Right. You were just walking on this little, little. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Those little board things that like you can just walk on and move. And it, yeah, it's like too many treadmill things. Yeah. Like, well, it's like those big circle ones is what I'm talking about, where you can just oh, you yeah, can yeah, move yeah, in yeah. any direction yeah. pretty much. But that's that's how it could be, man. And then the world has gone to shit, so we all live in this virtual world now. I mean, maybe it's foreshadowing a bit, but I don't remember any mention of religion of any kind in that movie. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, man, I don't know if I do either. I don't think so. I'll have to watch it again. I love that movie. But I I can't really think of a time that they were like, God save us all, or... Well, I mean, the dude that ran the world, the guy they were chasing after all his clues, yeah. he was kind of like a god to these people. Sure. But they knew he wasn't like a deity. You know yeah. what I mean? They didn't worship him. They're just like, oh, he's the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> oh, thanks for giving us this. Exactly. But it wasn't like bow down to him. Exactly. Well, it was shit. like you had to find him. It was like his character in the virtual world is like what was the god of the virtual world. Like... Like the master. Yeah, yeah, I've created it all. I'm still in this thing. Like, that's why he was able to show up, give you your key, talk to you for a second. He was still a part of it. Like, he inserted himself into the game to be just the the head up. the Which is kind guy. of godlike because you're immortal at that point. Years later, these people who are following your clues now, their grandkids could play your shit. Spoiler or, alert, though, but do you remember the end of the movie? 
what part about it? Uh, when he's like in his bedroom with him, um, and he's like get, grabbing the golden egg, yeah. looking for it. He's old as fuck, like older, and then gives up more or less. Like here, I'm done with this shit. Like I've been stuck in here for so long. It's yours now. Like I'm, I'm deleting myself more or less. Like right. I now know that there's somebody else who can run it the way that I would like it ran. Now I'm just I'm done. I can't be stuck in here anymore. Like you said, like he, like you said. I mean, or like I said, he inserted himself into the world. He's immortal, but immortality, dude. How long can that really last you? And you're in the how virtual long would you world. want it to last? How long is that in the virtual world? Let's be real. So like, let's say he did die in in his uh, 60s, but he was stuck in there. You know, in virtual time. Let's call it. 3,000 years. I mean, look how advanced that place was. Look at the hot. Yeah. I mean, everything was amazing in there. And so, what if he was just done now? Like, can an, immort- Im- can an immortal check out? Can they do that? Is that a possibility? That is a good question. And it's one you have to ask because people keep saying the world's getting worse and people are getting worse and... You see the crazy people on the corners, like, where's God signs painted in red? Mm -hmm. Like, what if our God, or whoever's God, just decided, you know what, I'm going to take a vacation, or I'm going to just check out. Yeah, I can't do this. It's been, you guys done fucked it up. I'm out. Yeah. I can't fix it no more. I'm drained. I can't deal with this program anymore. I'm going to move over. I'm going to start up something else. This is crazy. Like, I mean, wash of the hands. I'm out. You have all the predictions about the end of the world. Like, maybe it's still yet to come. Maybe it's just a matter of time without supervision. You know what I mean? True. Like, I set a timer on it and peace out and know that. Yeah, like, God's gone fishing, but he's got that turkey in the oven on 350. (laughs) So, I mean... We hope he comes back and cuts it off. <laughs> Can get crazy. No, you that's so interesting. You don't want to burn that turkey. But that's yeah, so I, I suppose we can get back to the list. Yeah, let's <laughs> hit it. Because right, virtual shit, dude, we could talk about that mm. forever. Uh, this one also pretty fucking horrible. Number seven is the baby stealing scheme. Okay. It says, uh, fascist Catholic relationships were not only limited within Germany and Italy, but also extended to Spain. After fascist dictator Francisco Franco, cool name. It is. Managed to overthrow Spain's elected government in the late 1930s, he developed a close relationship with the country's Catholic Church. Shaking to purify Spain from the leftist idealists, Franco had the Catholic run hospital steal babies from undesirable parents so essentially like say you're a junkie you have a baby they're like yeah you're not fit to raise this kid and they're gonna take that they would literally tell the parents they died and even take deceased babies unwanted babies and wrap them up and bring them to the mother and say i'm sorry they just didn't make it and hand them another woman's dead baby Wow. Meanwhile, your kid's healthy as a fucking horse, and the Catholic Church stole him. Wow. Fucking crazy. That's super crazy. And this was all to ensure that future generations wouldn't grow up opposing him. Wow. He wanted to have order over everything, so he got the church involved in stealing all these babies to raise them Catholic. To make them think, I'm the shit. 
They said up to as many as 300,000 babies have been stolen over the course of a couple decades. Wow. So if you go back in those countries and look up statistics of infant deaths upon births, they're going to be skyrocketed because the healthy babies were stolen and written off as dead. Wow. That's pretty fucking dark, dude. That is super dirty. And what happens when you grow up and you start questioning shit? Who's my like, mom? Who's or, my or you look nothing like your parents. Uh-huh. And you're like, uh, something's funky here. Was I adopted? And, or uh, I guess you wouldn't go straight to stolen. Yeah. But 300,000 Are you families. just, are you told that your parents died? Are you like. Or are they so strict they don't tell you shit? You ask a question. Shut up, boy. Uh, dude. Nuns with them rulers, bro. That's what I'm saying. If you're raised Catholic, and I mean, I don't know how Spanish Catholics do it, but Catholic Church over here is pretty strict. Yeah. Especially all those Catholic schools and stuff. I've had cousins grow up in it, and I mean, if you're really religious, it's okay, but it's also pretty harsh, kind of like military school. (laughs) Dude, that that is, that is, I'm still blown away with that. That they would just steal babies. It, like, like, yeah, I need, I need a following. It's the sheer number that kills me the most. 300,000. Think of all the times they handed a dead baby to a woman after giving birth. Sorry, it didn't make it. 300,000 families destroyed? Like, and think of all the aftermath of that. Maybe the couple was hoping this baby would fix everything or sure. something. And then it fucking went downhill and destroyed it. Or someone got violent. You know, an emotional. Wow. That's so crazy. They would bring you a dead baby? Yeah. Like, literally the ones that just passed away from normal birthing complications and stuff. Instead of discarding them or doing whatever they would do with them in the 30s, which I don't even want to know. Like, who who has that kind of heart? To bring in a dead baby and be like, here's your baby. Oh, I'm so sorry. Didn't make it. Knowing that that baby's on its way to just get brainwashed. Dude, it's a Catholic-run hospital. These are Catholic nurses doing this with a straight face. That's disgusting. You're a devout Catholic, and you took an oath for the betterment and the treatment of ill people or whoever needs it. Well, and it's like treat others how how you would want to be treated. Well, yeah. Like, imagine the flip side of that. As you're a woman... Carrying a dead baby to a new mother when you know her baby's healthy as hell in the next room about to get transferred somewhere. Like, flip the script. Like, if you were sitting there, you would be fucking devastated. Your life would be over. You carried the baby for nine months. You did everything you were supposed to do. You had a healthy baby, and they hand you this someone else's kid. Uh, No, I'd lose my absolute marbles, man. What in the fuck? That's disgusting. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this next one, it's a little bit better. It's about okay. money. Okay, okay. No dead I like babies, it. I don't think, in this one. But uh, number six is all the scandals of the Vatican Bank. Okay. It says the Vatican has a long history of corruption when it comes to financing, obviously, and tax-free, you know. Catholic congregations and donors from around the world are generous enough to pour money into the church thinking it would all go to a good cause, but the truth is a lot of money goes to shady activities. The Vatican Bank has been involved in money laundering for decades. Uh. 
This I did not know about. Money laundering. Makes sense, though. All right. In 2013, two former top executives at the Vatican Bank were charged for breaking Italian laws in a large money laundering scheme. Okay. Italian authorities claimed that the bank harbored money from corrupt official companies as well as the mafia. Ooh. The Vatican has long established ties with the Italian mafia, reportedly, reportedly even accepting 1 billion lire which I guess is Italian dollars. Okay. Lear? I, I'm retarded. I have no idea. In 1990. Wow. So, wow. And they actually paid to have Italian mobster Enrico de Pedis buried in Basilia next to two popes and cardinals. Whoa. Interesting. Who was that guy? Who, the mobster? Uh-huh. Uh, where to go? Enrico de Pettis? Pettis? P-E-D-I-S. Okay. Why was he buried next to these people? Because he had the cash and he donated to the church. Wow. And he was an Italian mobster. He died in 1990. I guess they dug him up from where he was and replaced him right next, in between two cardinals and two popes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> And he's like the <laughs> furthest thing from a cardinal or a pope. I mean, come on. He's an yeah. Italian mobster. Unreal. Which, I mean. Money. Money. That's all it is. And money yeah, and that respect. is dirty, but that's dirty money. Uh-huh. I can take dirty money over the other dirty shit they do. Yeah. For sure. You think that was like mafia, like uh, like pushing on them? Like, hey, man. <laughs> you like your pope pad over yeah, here? Yeah, you ever want to see your pope pad again? <laughs> yeah. You dig them up oh, and you move them. fancy fucking robe, ain't it? It's a real fancy fucking robe. I like to be buried in one of these fucking robes. How about you, huh, Bobby? The smoke coming out the chimney ain't going to be white. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I promise you that. It ain't going to smell like flowers and rainbows neither. I'll tell you that. <laughs> fucking moolie. Uh, <laughs> but... You think that's what it was? Do you think it was strong arming, or do you think the church was like, you know what, we we should really Dude, help these guys? If the mob gives you a billion dollars, even if you don't want to do it, you're kind of in their pocket at that point. Yeah, a billion dollars, and this is like over a couple decades, of course, but still, you're talking like seventies and eighties. If this happened in the nineties, they were already tied with them before. Yeah. So today's money. I mean, with inflation, that probably doubled or tripled at least in the billions. Duh. So that's I'm so sure crazy. that's a small request for a billion dollars. Uh. And tax-free a billion. I mean, even if it came in legit from a, a legit donor, that's still tax-free. You just happen to get it from the mob. Right. Wow. That's craziness, man. Fucking mobsters getting in there with them? <clears throat> I believe it, though, because, I mean, Italian people are pretty religious. I mean, throughout. And again, though, you're able to just kill people? Not all mobsters kill hey, people. In Catholicism, you atone for your sins, you ask for forgiveness, you say a few Hail Marys, you're off to kill again. I know, and that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. No, that, not at that, all. That's not a... That that wouldn't be a religion that I'd like to get behind. Some where things like, are unforgivable. Yeah. And if you do them, you probably deserve to burn in hell. Right. But yet to be like, I'm a I'm a Christian through and through. And then, hey, 
Did you call me a fucking clown? Pow! Like, shoot somebody and be like, sorry about that, Lord. And then, one will be alright. If I die tonight, I made amends. <laughs> like, what? I'll get you at church on Sunday, okay? Yeah. Like, that's so... That doesn't hold water with me, man. That doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, the whole atonement thing, probably not. Come mm. in and just confess your sins and you'll be all right. I don't know about all that. See, I think that was designed initially more to for To catch pe- people. Well, n- no. I'm saying, like, back in the old days, if you came in and you're like, oh, forgive me, Father, I ate meat on Good Friday. Sure. Oh, that's okay, child. Ten Hail Marys and all is forgiven. Just to be told that it's okay. Everybody needs to just be told. Well, something I know I fucked up. Tell me it's okay though. Tell me I'm okay in the in the eyes of the Lord. Only the Lord can do that. I can tell you you're fine, but guess what? I'm also over here diddling a little boy. <laughs> like see like the meat on Friday thing, that could be a help. I'm not I want to clear that up. The fucking preacher pastor dude. Yeah, third person. Yeah. Third person. Breaking the fourth wall. But yeah, man. Carry but I on. think initially it was for so-called hell-worthy sins such as like eating meat on good friday or something like that yeah. like forgive me for that like oops i slipped up i didn't look at my calendar i cursed the my delivery bad. boy right i feel terrible Not, you know what i'm i'm really sorry you know forgive me i sinned i went out and i killed 14 hookers last night i was just trying to cleanse the world oh it's okay uh be just, easy my child right like no no that's not right. That See, be and like, I mean, in, in reality, I'm, I'm shitting on the concept right now, but a priest, their job, like, they can't go to the cops and be like, this dude just confessed, but what they can do is try to convince you to look into your heart and confess yourself. Right. That's their job. They're supposed to it's turn It's to get the you, guilt out of you. Right. And you can't properly pay for it until you <coughs> fess up to it or whatever, and that would be their guideline. They wouldn't run to the cops, but... Uh, most of them are good people anyway. E- even if you're not going off God's law, just man's law, it's fucked up to kill people. We know yeah. that. So you could have your own judgment in your head on the other side of that little sliding door mm-hmm. of this dude's a monster. Exactly. Like, what do I do? But then you have to play the role of the religious role and talk them down and be there for them. But really in the back of your head and you're like, God, smite this motherfucker. Right. Like, what the hell? Wow. Catholic Church, man. I see you players. I mean, it's a nice thought in theory, but I think only for small trespasses. Right. I mean, you can't go out and just murder people and expect to be forgiven for that. But they say, or not they say, I've seen a lot of things uh, for like death row. People saying, you know, it's it's all right. I've gotten I'm in the light. I'm in the way with Lord now and um, I can go and I know that I've been forgiven. And do you know you've been forgiven or is that just your way of thinking? I'm going to die. So I got to make my mind OK with it. I'd say 90 percent of it's that. There probably is a good 10% that are like, I really, you know, I am a religious person. I just did something in like a jealous rage or a crime, a passion, if you sure. will. You are truly sorry for it, but you still have to pay for your crime. So, I mean, that might be your way of getting right with God because you know the consequences of what you did through your religion. But the other 90%, I think it's just a coping mechanism. Like, they're going to stick a needle in my arms tomorrow, and it's going to be lights out, and I don't know what happens next, so mm-hmm. let me start praying now. Interesting, man. Interesting. 
Which, like I said, I know it comes across like we're shitting on the church, and no. that's not what I'm trying to do at all. I'm okay with everyone having their own religion. Yeah, everybody do you. I just, I find it confusing is all. I don't, I don't shit on it by any means. I don't mean to be, um, I'm not trying to be condescending or anything, because like I said, I believe in something. I just don't know what it is. I just want to be shown something on the correct path. And like, I've tried, um, I've tried finding the light, <laughs> but... It's always coming out of the end of a bick. And then I can never really find the light. Um, yeah, and so like I said, religions do you, man. Everybody believe in your own thing, whatever gets you through, whatever. If it's real, my gracious, get close as you can to it. But I just haven't found it to be uh, like a full-blown dive into. Um, I'd say if you are religious, that's cool. But don't get mad when people discuss it. Right. Because, I mean, we're just Politics talking about religion, one side man, of it. We could do a whole nother podcast of all the good things the Catholic Church does. Exactly. This isn't shitting on them. I just found interesting facts. Of what was fucked out. up. Right. Yeah. Of the bad side. Exactly. But everything is going to have its bad side, man. Everything. Ronald McDonald has a bad side. It's just, you know, the way of life, man. We're just talking. What's next? Number five? Number five. They call it the Vatican Leaks Scandal. Okay. In 2012, the Catholic Church's reputation got tarnished greatly due to the Vatican Leaks Scandal, otherwise known as Vatty Leaks. Vatty Leaks. Obviously a play on WikiLeaks. <laughs> it began early. Whoa. Vatty Leaks. What the hell? This makes no sense. They got this all backwards. Or I got this all backwards. What the deal? Holy shit. It took out like a whole chunk of the notes. Oh, so it's just snap. a ramble on nonsensical sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, spit it out and let's make sense of it. Uh Basically, what came of it, this guy, he copied a bunch of documents when he should have been shredding them and slowly leaked them in 2012, and it covered the blackmailing of homosexual Catholic priests. So pretty much all their code talk about what they did with children was leaked out. Wow. So it's like uh, one uh, one of the codes I thought I didn't get it from this website. It was another one, but one of the codes was a tap on the head. Like someone did a good job at mass today and spread the ashes or whatever they did or lit the candles. Billy did a good job at mass mass today, so I gave him a tap on the head. It was you know code for sexual conduct. Wow, that got out. Pictures got out. Uh. I think it was from Pope Benedict, his private butler. They say his name is Paolo Gabriel. And he said he'd been taking the documents and making copies for years and leaking them to the press, I guess, anonymously. Okay, good for you. And the Vatican police actually arrested him for doing this. The Vatican has its own police? The Vatican's its own city. What? Yeah. Damn. Literally. Like, the, it's a fucking fortress, and it's its own place. They call it Vatican City. Wow. But, I mean, the Vatican, you know, is the yeah. building. 
Intriguing. And they got their own police, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Let's see. Uh, December 2012, he visited the imprisoned butler and offered uh, Popple, P-A-P-A-L, pardon. Popple, Papal. Papal, I think it okay. is. It's pretty much like a government pardon, like the president, like someone pardoned Nixon who got in office next and all that. It's pretty much like a presidential pardon, but from the Pope Benedict. Interesting. So even though he kind of fucked over the church, he still got a pardon that year. Wow. Yeah, sorry about fucking that one up, people. Hey. Uh, my notes kind of got deleted. <laughs> That's nuts, though, man. Like, what's the deal with touching children, man? Like, That's actually the next one. Oh, Number you got to be kidding me. Pedophilia and child abuse. Of course, we all have heard this one. Of course. For years and years. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit. Like, I knew about it when I was a little kid. Like, eight years old. It was always running jokes, man. And the jokes had were rooted in real situations, you know? Right. It was like, it was was making memes before memes were a thing, you know? Right. (laughs) Uh, sexual abuse, particularly with children, unfortunately, has long been a problem with the Catholic Church. However, it was not until the 1980s when the accusations truly came to light and received worldwide publicity. That was about the time. I mean, I, what I time? heard what was the time? in the 80s. Mm-hmm. That's when it started coming to light. Like, I remember all through growing up, man, it was always about priests touching boys. It was always little boys, too. Like... See, and I'll mention it before people get pissed off. I know many altar boy, former altar boys that never had an issue. It's well that you're aware of well, that they've come out divulged. and said, yeah, yeah. But and and I know I know a couple pastors that I would never think that they would ever do anything like that, you know. And I don't believe they would. But there are some again where people are like they would never do that, and then boom. Allegations. What happened to Father Pat? Oh, he got transferred outside Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing. Sometimes they get in these, these allegations against them, and they just move them. Th- that's actually on the list later, oh, how they just gracious. swap them around like it's not a problem. Actually, one of the last ones, and I'll get to it, but only one person ever, ever, ever. has been excommunicated <laughs> from the Catholic Church for crimes. Really? One priest. The rest, I mean, you might have lost your parish or whatever uh-huh. you call it, your flock, sure. if you will. Your flock, yeah. You're not allowed to do that anymore, but you're not excommunicated. Excommunicated means, like, you're banished to the desert. Yeah, like, John Wick 3. No one can talk to you, that type of shit. Wow. But uh, still on number four, a lot of these cases involve uh, pedophile priests who have sexually been sexually abusing children for decades, with the victims making the accusations years after the abuse occurred. Unfortunately, yeah, that's how it worked. A lot of them took years. Way too long. Like, one of them was like 20 years. They finally came out and like, I get it, in, in due time, sure. you know, do what you could do, but... That's crazy, though. 20 years for something to happen. Yeah. 
I mean, I I always think to myself like I just I would have screamed it to the high heavens, but would you have? You know what I'm saying? You would it's say the that embarrassing it aspect happened. of it. Yeah. Or yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be hard. It's got to be difficult Absolutely. to do, but it's necessary like, to do because you feel shame and a lot of exactly. other emotions, and you really don't know what to make yeah. of it. And like, if you say something, do you automatically get labeled the victim? Right. Like that forever. And I get it. Are you, you know, Jesse Smollettting us? Right. Yeah. You know, like what? Oh fuck him. <laughs> it's just. I mean, it's got to be extremely difficult. It's got to be. Uh, many cases have also been brought up against Catholic higher-ups who have been deliberately covering up sexual abuse cases by denying accusations by victims and moving pedophile priests away to parishes and smaller districts Wow! where the abuse would sometimes still continue. Unreal. The fact that the problem took de- decades to come to light shows how much the entire Catholic institution has been systematically covering up these cases all over the world in order to preserve their image. Yeah. In February 2014, a report from UN's Geneva-based committee on the rights of a child on the rights of a child, my bad, stated that the Holy See has consistently place the preservation and the reputation of the church and the protection of its proprietors above children's best interests yeah seems like they're always just shoving that to the wayside like "Eh, it doesn't matter "Eh, it doesn't matter yep like wow until quite recently no uh pedophile priest has ever been excommunicated by the catholic church father jose marcao of Argentina was first having been lassicized. Lassicized. Yeah, I'm going to leave that one right there for you. Okay. And excommunicated by Pope Francis in 2014. So one priest in 2014, after all these years of it, and of like these are reports of, from the 80s. Yeah. You, you don't think it's been going on hundreds right, of years? Right, right, right. And the first actual excommunication was five years ago. Wow. Fucking disgusting. That's extremely disgusting. One, to be like, listen, we're doing things, you know. We're acting on this. Can I tell you a secret? (laughs) What? The next one's worse. What? Way worse. Number three. Number three, Uh, bring it. Hold on to your scrotum. Trying. Forced castration. Oh, my God. No way. A castrato. Is a type of classical. Oh, we were talking about. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no buddy. way. A castrato is a type of classical singing which requires male singers to sing at a higher range equivalent to that of sopranos. In order to create the high vocal range, male singers are castrated before puberty, so their vocal range would remain unchanged by the normal physiology of the events of puberty. Wow. Since the fifteen fucking hundreds. The Catholic Church had been creating castrato choir boys by removing their testicles at a young age. Their reasoning is that, according to the Bible, women are not allowed to sing at church. What? Are you fucking kidding me? Women weren't allowed to sing at church. Negative. The singers <laughs> right. were not allowed to sing at church. So instead of having a higher-pitched woman sing, you just castrated men. Which was, I mean, castrating is taking the testicles? Essentially, yeah, just 
medically removing your balls. I don't know if sack stays intact, but I know testicles. No children? No, you, before puberty. Like, your balls don't even have time to drop before they cut them out. Wow. Like, you don't have pubes. Your balls don't drop. They, like, you're going to sound like you're eight years old forever, bro. Do you remember how annoying you you sounded at eight years old? I remember how annoying I was at eight, and I'm going to punch that little kid in the fucking throat. And they would force you to stay that way? Like, dude, what? Forever. And that that was an acceptable practice in the eyes of their lord? Apparently in the 1500s. Unbelievable. So, Unbelievable. So only male singers are allowed, so they would be the subject to the castration to keep the high vocal range. This is a extremely cruel practice, no shit, as the boys would be unable to live normal lives. Which you have to think, if they cut them off before puberty, your body has, n- you, you don't go through the change. Sure, and you wouldn't, I mean, I don't know if you'd be able to have children. So, I, technically, you still, you're a boy, you have a penis. But you don't have testicles. Your voice never drops. You can't have kids. You have no testosterone whatsoever because that in that the you were producer? pretty much raised as a little fuck toy for these sick fucks. Which don't you think that's what they were used for? For real? That's disgusting. You're gonna stay a little boy forever. That's like Michael Jackson type shit. For real? Isn't there, isn't there a rumor about that? What that he was castrated? Yeah. I to, heard it, but I believe it. To keep his vocals, like by, I think his dad. Voice never dropped, bro. No, no, no. Damn, man, the, that is the so worst part. The practice wild. continued well into the 20th century, before the Catholic Church finally abandoned the practice. Into the 1900s. But there is an even darker story to this. Dutch journalist Joop Doman. Joop Doman. Jump at them Here to report. Discovered the story of a young boy from a Catholic boarding school who in the 1950s was put into a psych ward ran by the church and forcibly castrated after being declared a homosexual. After being declared? Yeah. You're gay. Let's see those balls. Chop, chop. Wow. Just for being gay. Was he gay? Like, like it doesn't say if he was actually gay or not. He it was in the fifties, so he, he probably was wasn't declared. out in the open for real. Yeah. It was a different time. People would have treated it a different way sure. back then. Fifties was not a kind time to anyone, I don't think. So he was probably either closeted or a straight person. They're just like, you're too feminine. You must be gay. So they put him in a psych ward, ran by the fucking church. And after being declared this, after being in the psych ward, they cut his balls off. Wow. In the 50s, dude. Wow. You're talking 70 years ago. And again, you know, it's not dogging our religion, but like, Catholics need to remember this stuff. This stuff was crazy. Like, also, this is crazy. This is wild talk. It goes on, dude, sadly. At least 10 other similar cases of forced castration have been committed by the Dutch Catholic Church all upon boys who just tried to report sexual crimes of priests. So they if just you, tried to report a if, crime. If you went to a higher-up, Father Joseph uh, touched me in the no-no zone. Uh, oh, you must be crazy. Father whatever would never do that. And then they lock him up in the psych ward and cut their fucking nuts off. Ten other cases been reported. 
since the 50s. G. Bro. That is absolutely wild. I mean, floored. Dude, that's up there with the baby shit, for real. Wow. Just the crimes against humanity. Mm-hmm. Like the Nazi shit, that's pretty bad. You're aiding and betting horrible people. You know, I get that. That's right. that's horrible. The babies, Jesus Christ. But this, that's, you, I mean, it's you're despicable. not killing, you're ruining their life. And think if this happened to you, would suicide not cross your mind at some point throughout your life? Right. You're 35 years old, 40 years old, and you still sound like Michael Jackson at 12. You ain't got no balls. You can't have a normal life. You have no testosterone. You're essentially, what's what's the, we'll, we'll go transgendered at that point. Right. I don't want to throw out any nomenclature that no one likes. <laughs> sure. But, I mean, you're essentially not a man, and you're definitely not a woman. So, what are you? You just have a appendage used for draining your bladder. That's it. But aren't, But you would still be a man. You, your body would not really look like a man. But it wouldn't look like a female. You, you wouldn't have boobs. I mean, unless you were a hefty person. Yeah, but, but then you would... Uh, but so then you would be just a... Ma- ma- male? I would, I would say an odd It's like male. thinking about like... Because you're not going to get your broad shoulders or your neck muscles or your back muscles or your pecs because you're not producing any testosterone. Right. I mean, you're not going to have biceps or forearms. You're going to have probably dainty wrists. You're, you're going to look like a uh, a weaker male if you look like a male. Like for sure? I would think. I'm no expert on the subject. Yeah, me neither at all. I would think if you never got testosterone, that would be a huge problem if you were trying to live your life as a male. True. Yeah, I could see that too. Interesting. What was that, number three we were on? Oh, yeah, we're on number two now. All right, bring it. They actually supported the ivory trade. So, like, elephant tusks, rhino horns, uh-huh. shit like that. Uh, hold up. It says, the illegal ivory trade is a horrible practice that causes the deaths of tens of thousands of innocent animals every year, mainly elephants. African and Asian elephants are hunted down by illegal poachers only to have their tusks cut off and the rest of their bodies discarded. Similar to diamonds, Africa's ivory trade has become a large source of income for local warlords and terrorists. I actually didn't know about that part. In order to end the senseless killing of one of the most intelligent species on Earth, a multilateral treaty known as CITES, C-I-T-E-S, has been drafted and signed by 182 countries. The treaty's aim is to ensure that international trade of wildlife specimen would not threaten the survival of the species. Surprisingly, the Vatican has still refused to sign. Since they're technically their own place, they were offered in to sign on the treaty, and they declined. Wow. Wow. I'm still fucking stuck on this. 
Castrating, bro. That should have been number one. Right. I should have rearranged that one. <laughs> At least it won't end on a completely horrible note. Okay. Okay. I, I, w- I won't say upbeat. Yeah. But, but not, not horrid. Not, not castrated. Yeah. Bring it. Uh, Finish me out. No. Yeah. Uh, this one actually goes on a little bit. They sold uh, decorative crucifixes made of ivory. The, the actual church did. Uh-huh. Crucifixes made of ivory. Right. That'd be elephant, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But they don't want to be subjected to the ivory ban, so they still haven't signed. Uh, let's see. In 2015, Pope Francis spoke out against illegal ivory trafficking and called for its crackdown, but the treaty remains unsigned. Damn. All right, so number one, we kind of talked about it before. It's just links with the mafia. Yeah. When Italy became unified as a single state in the mid-1800s, the Vatican lost many of its territories known as the Papal States. Infuriated, the Pope considered himself a prisoner of the state and sought to establish links with alternate forms of authority, such as the Mafia. This is considered the beginning of a relationship between the two powerful organizations, a relationship that is believed that it lasted to this very day. Local crime syndicates sometimes try to remain a link with the Catholic Church as if to guarantee redemption for their actions, the church has for many years refused to denounce that the mafia has been involved with them, even going so far as to pretend such groups did not even exist. Damn. In 1964, the Cardinal Archbishop of Palermo now stalks the mafia as nothing but a communist ploy to damage Sicily's reputation. When Pope John Paul II visited Palermo, in the early 80s, in the midst of a brutal war between gangs, never once did he mention the word mafia. However, of the Catholic Church, has a relationship with the Vatican, or, oh, I read that wrong, my bad. The Catholic Church's relationship with the Vatican has deteriorated in recent years. Pope Francis's crusade against corruption and attempts at reforming the Vatican Bank has put him at odds with the most powerful mafia clans a move which also puts him in danger. Damn. So apparently the Pope is kind of an enemy of the Mafia. Yahtzee Francis, the, the Pope right now. Pope Francis. Who's the Pope right now? Pope Francis. Is it Pope Francis? I think. I'm not positive on that one. So let me double check. Who is the Pope? It's not John Paul. I think he passed away. The Pope is Pope Francis. Pope Francis is the head of the Catholic Church and sovereign of the Vatican City State. Good call. Mm, he's the first Jesuit pope. Jesuit. No idea what that means, but Me I either. just read it. <laughs> it sounded smart. <laughs> yeah, so again, man, summing up, nothing wrong with being Catholic. Just do it the right way, you know? Right, and I mean, this was all the fucking dirty laundry. Yeah. This wasn't the good side of it. And of course. And all the good they do for people every week, yeah. every day. All the drives, all the fundraisers, all the everything, all the help just to the community in general, man. It's huge. Um, it's just, I think, I think religion is a great thing. 
but I also think it can be something extremely horrible. I mean, war-wise and putting people at odds with each other, it's definitely the downfall of religion, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. But, I mean, it does have some positive. Absolutely. You know, you, sure. you hear people talk like, oh, I had my guardian angel with me that uh-huh. day. Hey, if it makes you feel better about what situation you just went through and that's what you truly believe, God bless you, man. Yep. Whatever. Do you. I'm not going to call anybody out on that I'm not going to be like, that's dumb. You know, like I'm not that I'm not because it could be something great and beautiful. I just have not bared witness to it yet. And some people are like, oh, man, that sucks, man. I I just hope that the Holy Spirit washes over you. Well, I haven't been put in one of those situations yet, so I think he's got my back. Yeah, I feel like I feel like, you know, this is still a learning process and I'm being. I'm being taught, you know, I just... Which, I mean, technically, you might not see it as that, but you've had situations in your life where you probably shouldn't have walked away from. Of course. Car wrecks yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Me too. Of course. Which, I mean, you might not see it as that, but someone more religious mm-hmm. could go through the same accident and be like, God really had my back that day. True. Very true. Or you could be in a simulation thought process of like, I just wasn't supposed to die yet. Like, that wasn't me. That wasn't my simulated timeline. You just ain't woke. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, religion, it's yeah. good. Enjoy it. Do you. I hope I find some kind of clarity. But till then, I'm just living, loving life, man. Thoughts out loud. We out.